The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's a good day to be a Yankee fan. You know, I think that coming out of the last, like the last week, really, there were winnable games that were lost. There were times that it seemed like the wheels were about to totally fall off. You know, we were, we were trying to really right now, this is, and this reference is going to age me or date me. But like we were trying to fort the river in the Oregon Trail, and we we're waiting for all of our oxen to just be drifting away. But like we've gotten through. Like we lost a couple oxen, but like we're getting through. We haven't lost a series. You know, the Twins are a first place team, so you know nothing to shake a stick at. I'm not. It, things could be a lot worse. If you told me of all the things that have gone on for the Yankees, the injuries. I would assume we're in a much worse position than we are. I mean, look at the guys taking the bump. It's Garrett Cole, Nestor, and a bunch of jabronis, realistically. It, yeah. We have a two-man rotation right now. It's Cole and Nestor and Prey, and you hope that you win. You hope that those two win every start, and you hope you win one of those other three every week and go three and two. Like That's, that's what it is right now. We're missing three starters. And with no, like— no consistency to where that other win comes from. You know, like no. it was Brito. Now, Brito looked lost. I, I will say when Brito, you know, he got shelled. He did show up the next day, talk to the media. They asked what went on. And he said, I don't know. I'm getting, you know, I'm getting with Matt Blake. We're going to look at it. We're going to try to fix it. Like, you know, accountability is, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes that's, you know, We'll settle for that. Like, yeah, obviously we want 20 strikeouts, but if you if you mess up and you hold yourself accountable, we'll take it. Especially in this stadium, in this city, in this bur- – like, that. that's what it's all about. I mean, that's why everybody freaked out. Like, Clint had that bad night where he made three errors and refused to speak. If he would have just went up there and talked, could have been a whole different story. But we don't need to – we don't need to rehash that. Garrett Cole's the best pitcher in baseball. 4-0. 
0.95 ERA. He was heavily disrespected, I think, this past offseason and, and just over the past couple of years in general. This is a guy that has pretty much never missed a start due to injury other than maybe two games with a hamstring. He leads the league in strikeouts. He's done that twice. He has great playoff numbers, 2.93 ERA in the postseason. And I'm seeing lists in the offseason, top 10 pitchers for whatever, MLB Network or Roto-Wire. He's not even on the fucking list. Complete joke. Absolute dominant performance yesterday. Isn't it crazy that a guy making $36 million a year is, I think a lot of people, like he's underrated. He's an underrated player. I don't know if it's his voice, if it's because he plays for the Yankees, the sticky tack thing, or because he kind of like a private school type rich kid. Like, I don't know what it is, but he, like I always use the example, like people talk about Scherzer and they're like, he's a bulldog. He's a horse. He's got that dog in him. Scherzer's got like a four ERA in the playoffs. And they talk about Garrett Cole like he's a choker. He's got a 2.93 ERA in the playoffs. Like, I just I don't get it. I don't get it. And I never will. Well, I mean. I'm a Cole guy, wanted Cole, happy we have Cole. Um, but, you know, when you think about Scherzer, he's got three Cy Youngs. He's won a World Series. There is like, it's what Cole is missing. Like, he is missing that last, like, the the accolades beyond just, like, being an all-star. Because there's a point where it's like, I don't know, how many times you're an all-star? Like, who really gives a shit about that? Yeah. Uh, and it seems like, you know, I said the other I said I tweeted, I guess it was yesterday, like Cole wants a Cy Young. Like he's going out there to show like this is you know, I'm that dude. Especially with Verlander coming to New York. Last year Scherzer came to New York. Yes, like yes, yes. You know, there was a, a lot of talk of like, well, he's now the third best starter in New York. Come on. Come on. And you know, he's going out there to show I will say, like, I don't know what it is. His hair is much shorter. Great. Like I love short haired Cole, man. I love it. I don't know what it is. Like, obviously, listen, I'm I'm a bag of shit, right? I'm not in great shape. He looks so dumpy. Like <laughs> his body just looks so he looks like an accountant. Like you're not like, oh, this is a world class athlete, especially when they show him from the side. <laughs> sure, dude, it's the short hair. And I think he likes the pitch clock. He is a guy that naturally likes to work quickly. I don't think the hitters are ready for him. Like he starts his windup. He's ready to go. I yeah, think it works I, for him. I think, you know, one of the things about Cole is like, maybe he can get in his own head. You know, like what, if you're worried about Billy Crystal taking too long to throw out a first pitch, there's something else going on. You know, when like you get in a fight with your wife or whatever, you know, they get, they get or anyone, you get a little argument. You're like, wait, this is about something else. This isn't about I didn't put the toilet seat down. This is about a different thing. And it seems like, you know, like when you hear things like that, like you're mad at Billy Crystal, it's like, I don't feel like something else is going on here. And in this case, I think it was just like getting in his own head, like because he's a guy who's clearly like he, he's clearly meticulous about like what he does and he's got his routine. So he gets into like all right, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to get to the stadium at two 30 and I'm going to da da da. And then I'm going to go for my jog. And this is when I eat my chicken breast or whatever, you know, whatever his pregame meal is. And this is da 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 da. And I'm going to throw that first pitch. And when that gets thrown off, it throws everything off where now it's like, catch the ball and fucking throw the ball. That's all you got to do. Cause you've done all the preparation, you know, you trust whoever your catcher is. So like, just go out there and execute. 
he seems more relaxed. He seems somehow more locked in. And I think, and I'm not usually a guy, I hate the excuse. Oh, they didn't get the normal spring training, but 2020 spring training ended 21. I think it was delayed start because of COVID 2022 spring training was delayed start because of the lockout. So again, this is year four in New York and it's his first normal spring training. He's got an opt out next year that I'm sure we'll start talking about more next year, but he seems completely comfortable. He's been in the clubhouse now. And he's not even throwing as hard. Like he's sitting 95, 96, little 97. He's not even going 99. He's just commanding everything. Yeah. He's like, you know, a, a lot has been made about the spider tack. And like it's clearly it played a role. You know, the the RPMs play a role. There's science behind it. All makes sense. But you know, so many people said so many like bad things about him in terms. I mean, obviously there are worse things you could say. Gross like, exaggerations too. Yeah, yeah. Like, gross, you forgot he was the number one overall pick out of college. Exactly. But and, and it's not like you know we always had to talk about Tanaka, like oh, or even Cece, like he had to reinvent himself later in his career. This isn't the same because it's not like he can't gas it up. He can, but he has clearly made some changes to the way he's approaches the game, the way he approaches hitters, factoring in the pitch clock, factoring in, you know, whatever sticky substance and making and, you know, essentially remembering that he's a one one guy and not like I need this trick up my sleeve because I think when you have I think the, the sticky stuff. While I do believe like there should be some kind of something to make sure that you have grip so people aren't getting hit in the head. It is a little bit of a crutch the way him and a lot of other guys use yes. it. And then you feel weird without that crutch. Then eventually you get your your gate back. Which which he did. And last year he caught a lot of shit. He had a 3.5 ERA, but but two things. One, he led the league in strikeouts last year. And two, how many games did we watch where he'd have two outs, two strikes in the sixth? ground ball to IKF that he boots, they give him a hit and the next guy hits a three run homer. Like there were a couple of big three run homers that came after somebody misplayed a ball, like that really inflated that ERA. I thought, I thought he pitched better than the number show last year and he was great in the playoffs last year. So I, I just thought he caught way too much shit last year in the, during the season and in the off season. I think he also had like when that would happen, the IKF thing or like Hicks dropped a ball last year. Yeah. Yeah. Body language like he is the next if I'm in the on deck circle and I see that I'm like this guy is fucked in the head because he's going to stew about it now he can't and maybe there's also like some self-reflection and you know maturing of yeah. just like you he's know got two kids got, now got to be a leader yeah and just you know being a leader and, and approaching the game a little differently. Hey, if this and the Cy Young thing, one more thing on that. I hate when people bring that up just because if you look at his 2019, I think he led the league in everything and they just gave it to Verlander because he was Verlander. But like his 2019 was as good of a Cy Young year as you're going to see. I think he had like 330 strikeouts. It's a crazy year that year. I'm not saying that he, the guy hasn't had Cy Young-esque seasons, but he has never won a Cy Young. Yeah, no, it's He true. was always like, and you know, Maybe if he was on a different team than Verlander, he wins it there. Yes. But you are playing second fiddle like you've been second fiddle. And, you know, organizationally, like he is the number two guy behind Judge. But like maybe he, you know, but he is the ace. He's pitching like the ace. And he is at some point. It could be next start. You know, I mean, he's got the Blue Jays next. Could be after that. Could be the Rangers. Like he's going to give up six runs in four innings at some point. Yeah. Every pitcher has a bad game. Um, and it's going to be how he rebounds from that. 
but I think like the fans, like we know who he is. Like the, the fans know who he is now. There's no worry that like they're going to turn on him. Absolutely. It's, it's been awesome. And especially as you see some of our position players start to drop like flies, him taking the ball every fifth day and, and almost not guaranteeing a win, but as close to a guarantee as you can get when he's on the, on the mound, when you have a compromised lineup, a compromised outfield, a compromised, whatever it, it's such a mental lift. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it, it's obviously, again, it's different than what we have seen before, but he is kind of like, remember when CC was just like the stopper? Yes. That, you know, we know that if it gets out of hand, we start losing a couple games. Like you've got, you, you feel comfortable with him. I do. I'm going to see him. I'm going Saturday. I think he lines up. Um, he threw Sunday. So you think they have the off day today. We're recording Monday. If you're listening, it's Tuesday, but I think he lines up for Saturday. I'm really excited to see him. He's going to with uh, Jamie. It's our anniversary weekend. Ooh, yeah. are you staying in the city? I think we're just doing the matinee up and back to get back to, um, to the kid. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But excited. She hasn't, she hasn't been since 2021. Cause she was last year during the season. She was, you know, sick yeah. first trimester. So she, yeah, nobody wants to, go. to fucking go there pregnant. No, <laughs> no, it sounds like a fucking miserable, miserable time. 72 and partly sunny. It looks like, and we're, and I think it's going to be Cole versus Alec Manoa who shit talked Cole was one of the many people that shit talked him over yeah. the off season. So it should be pretty electric. I think. Easy to easy to shit talk when you don't have to stand in the box against the guy. <laughs> right. And he's been so Alec Manoa last year was like I think he was like top five in ERA. And he is, you know, heavier guy, enjoys a double cheeseburger now and then, and he has been struggling with the pitch clock, has basically been panting by the fourth inning. I think he has a seven ERA this year and has been, you know, openly complaining about the pitch clock. It's been cool to see how how you have your Coles who thrive with it. And then you have these other guys that just kind of melt down from it. That, that's been interesting for me. I didn't factor in like the endurance of it. Yeah. Yeah. I never even thought of that. Like he's listed at six, six, two eighty five. So probably 300 real. Yeah. Realistically. Yeah. Yeah. And like. There's not enough training where you are. Three hundred pounds. And you're able to throw a pitch every 20 minutes and every 20 seconds. And think about it. These guys like that have been taking their time their entire lives. They've always had that. Like you said, mental crutch for the spider attack. It's also a mental crutch. I can take a minute if I want to. You know, if I'm tired, if I need a couple, I can step off. I can fuck around. Can't do that anymore, man. Yeah. yeah like I got to find that extra two miles an hour to like put this guy away. And I mean, he leads the league in walks right now. He's got 15 last year. He had 51 the whole season. Yeah, so I think I mean there's a chance he lines up to face Cole. There's a chance they might I don't know they I don't don't think they'd send him down, but I don't know might might be a skip a start situation or go back because he's been basically the worst starter in the majors. But it'll be electric. I mean Vlad Jr. talked some shit on us. They they got a spunky bunch. They're here for the rivalry and and I did want to say so we have the Angels this week and then we have the Blue Jays this weekend. The Angels series with Otani and Trout coming in, it's going to get all the media hype, like the national media judge and Otani and Trout. The Blue Jays series is infinitely more important. So much more important. Like, incredibly more important. Like, don't, to a certain extent, it's like, all right, the, it's the Angels. The Angels suck. Go out there again. Get two out of three. And I know, like, the Angels are playing 500 ball right now. That whole division's a joke. But, like, yeah, go out there. Get two of three at least. Try to get three of three. 
and just like keep it moving. Like if we got to you know, we've got that weird four o'clock game on Thursday. Because it's their getaway day. Yeah. Yeah. It's 420. So you've got to get the boys out. Judge has to go spark one up. Um, and then, yeah. And, and so, like, that's also kind of nice that, like, they're going to be out of the stadium by 730. Have the night off. Yeah, that is nice. And then, like, yeah, then it's time to work, you know? Like, I wouldn't even mind if we get, like, the first two. If we win the first two games, like, I don't know how the rotations are line up. Like, there's a good chance we're going to punt line up Thursday. I wouldn't hate punt. Well, you know what I would do is I, I think if I was going to punt a game, I'd punt Tuesday with Clark Schmidt and I'd give judge, I'd give judge Tuesday off. So he gets the double day. You can't yeah. give judge any off days against the blue Jays. I'm going to lose my shit if they rest him against Toronto. Like if you're going to give him a day this week, do it against the angels. Yeah. I don't think it would be against the blue Jays. That would DJ's be- got to play Rizzo. All those guys use your rest days, get the rest days out of the way first. Yeah, and I mean with Stanton, and, and we're going to talk about it with Stanton out. It does it frees up those half days. Yeah, let let's just jump into it. So I have a number for you. Numbers two two hundred and twenty nine. That is the game difference that Manny Machado and Giancarlo Stanton have played since twenty nineteen. Manny Machado has played in five hundred nineteen games. Giancarlo Stanton has played in two hundred ninety games. And it, I keep bringing it up and I keep doing this, but like, why are you still whining about Machado five years later? A, because the Yankees still have a hole at third base that they haven't filled since that offseason. And B, because when, yes, the Stanton trade in a nutshell, it was fine. But when you think about that, it caused us to pass on Machado and Harper. Like it's, it was devastating, man. It, it was a backbreaking move, in my opinion, when you factor in that it caused them to pass on two guys like that. So hindsight's twenty twenty. you know, I think. You know, when you really look at it, obviously Stanton hamstring now. I mean, what are we figuring? Two months? I'm thinking, dude, I'm thinking end of June. People are like four to six weeks. Like, have you not seen this before? Yeah, no, not not <laughs> like not even close. Like not even. Yeah, not even close. Yeah. End of June, like maybe fourth of July. We're hoping for like a fourth of July. Stanton is back. <laughs> Some fireworks. Yeah. Um. So like it, it is, you know, it's very easy to point to that. At the time, I think they felt like, listen, we're going to get a deal on him because what do we pay him? Twenty two. It, it is a good deal financially. Yeah, it's like twenty two. So like, yeah. We're going to get a good deal on this guy. He hasn't been that injured. Yeah, he's a bigger guy. We've got Judge. And we've got Clint Frazier coming along. And like we're not going to need to go out and spend all that money. On Bryce Harper. Or Manny they Machado. thought Machado and Harper would get more than they ended up getting was yeah. part of it. Yes, the year before. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think there's been a lot of things. There's been a lot of like trades too, where it's like you just feel like Cashman doesn't have any feel for the yeah. market. Donaldson classic example. Yeah. Or like, I mean, there's just been like it hasn't worked out great for the Mets, but like Lindor, it was like we could have made that trade. Yes. That's a you good know, one. easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I mean, if we had Manny Machado, who puts, who's an all-star every year, puts up MVP-type numbers, and he never was playing, misses a fucking game, ever. never misses a game. If we, if he was playing third base for us the past like couple of years, uh, he actually, honestly, Manny Machado would probably have been our shortstop the last three years. Yeah, he can play. He can play both spots. Yeah, he would have been our shortstop. Um, yeah, it's definitely a different, a different situation, a different team. Um, you know. 
Machado wanted a shit ton of money. Bryce obviously wanted shit. Bryce wasn't even a consideration. He was dying to be a Yankee, and we really didn't even consider him. Right, right, which was which is another weird one. And the the issue, the the real issue that I that I have is that like Machado was a need. Stanton as another outfielder, DH was more of a luxury. But here's what I don't understand: this this was a self inflicted injury. He hit a ball off the wall that he thought was going out. He pimps it, and he did this in a playoff game. It's not like this is the first time he did it. He stands there, then he speeds up because he realized it's not going out. He speeds up too fast, then, as Boone called it, decelerate. I mean, what a preventable. We're not asking him to play the field. We're not asking him to sprint out ground balls. We're just asking him to kind of jog around, and he can't even do that? Like, it's a fucking joke. We're asking him twice a week to <laughs> jog in right field, never leg out in infield. Never. Like, unless it's... If it's the ninth inning, base is loaded, and you've hit something into a hole, yeah, run. But, like, besides that, no. Yeah, I mean, I think that there is a – it's easy, I think, in the moment to lose track of, like, what you guys really are as a team, which is, like, you're not the best team in baseball. You need to be competitive in all those little little spaces, and that's the thing, like – Obviously, it's a very different player, but like you don't see Volpe doing that. Never. And this culture of pimping warning track fly balls and ball, I'm, I'm, I've been saying it that Donaldson did it in the playoff game. Stanton did it at Fenway in the 21 wildcard game and Boone just allows it. And I think if he just jogs normally out of the box instead of doing his bat flip for a fucking ball that didn't even make it into the bullpen and just did a normal jog to second base, he's probably fine. And that's what that's what's so frustrating, too, is the bar is so low for him in terms of hustle and just staying healthy. Like you said, nobody's asking him to sprint. Nobody's asking him to do any of that. And he still can't stay healthy. And he, he's gone from this feared slugger to kind of a punchline in terms of like staying healthy. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. He comes back, you know, Fourth of July weekend. He hits an opposite field home run and I'm right back in. Of course, I'm slamming the seat in front of me. Yeah, yeah I know. Right. I know. <laughs> you know, and, and that's <laughs> because at the end of the day, like when you look at fair market value, if he went if he was a free agent, we would have to pay him more than 20 million dollars. We wouldn't have as many years left on the contract. But yeah, I mean, I think it's just it's another. You know, this I try. I try not to actually, no, I don't try not to like shit on Brian Cashman. I constantly shit on Brian. Cashman. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it like, yeah, this it's just another one where like it didn't work out for the way Cashman thought it would. And he has been good in the playoffs. I will give him that. But it's like, I think we have to start looking at him as almost a bonus and a luxury. Like, obviously, me and you aren't penciling him in for 150, but I was penciling him in for like buck 25, yeah. buck 30. And we're not even going to get that. Like, I'd sign up for 100 right now. And it's. Just sad. And the, the the issue is on the game on the days that judge rests when Stanton's out. And I mean, the lineup goes from fear to a fucking joke. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. No, I mean, this is the beginning of, like, to a certain extent, we're off today. If you give Judge like that off day, then you can ask him to play one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen straight days till you get to May fourth. Has he gotten a day yet, Judge? I don't. I think he's, he's played DH. every game. And I was hoping they'd give him. I was hoping they'd give him a day on a day that Stan was in the lineup to to lessen it because yeah. you want at least one of them in there every day. And now they're going to have to do it while he's out. It's it's really frustrating. Obviously, Bader's already out there. They're extremely shorthanded in the outfield. Hicks is not even a major league player, so it's just it's frustrating. And when you think about what they're missing in the rotation, I think it gets exhausting. Like watching this team at sixty percent, sixty five percent. Yeah, and, you know, because with Stanton out, obviously, like, if Judge takes a day off, then that, you know, the lineup is nothing. But it also, like, it, it lowers the protection. Yes. That's getting Judge the pitches that he's getting. You know, that we, we already have a very right-handed lineup. And now we're just replacing Stanton with Hicks, essentially. <laughs> like, that's really that's what depressing. it is. <laughs> And like, yeah. I think we're we're not far from Bader being back. Think another week. I think like April twenty fifth, twenty sixth for Bader. He's going to start a rehab assignment on the seventeenth, which is today. today. Yeah. So he'll be back in a week, maybe even less. You know, he may get into a rehab assignment, be back by Saturday. I wonder with the Stanton injury and the shortage of outfielders, if they're like, "Yo, can you go Friday?" Yeah, because like he um. Who was it? Um, Boone was on the he did his John Boy hit. Yeah, yeah. And they asked, like, you clearly you have a roster crunch coming. Like, it's coming. How have you started thinking about like what you're gonna do? And Boone said, No, we we can't until it gets closer because the baseball gods will throw all your plans Who out. Who else is gonna get hurt? Yeah, <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, they have no margin for error too. Like one more guy goes down and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be bad. So you hope they can get through it. And again, this is this is while we're missing sixty percent of our rotation. That's it's like it's hard because we're getting squeezed from both sides. We're feeling it in the outfield and in the rotation and the bullpen. I mean, they're whatever, four or five relievers on the shelf. Yeah, no, I mean it's we are held together with like scotch tape and chewing gum. <laughs> It's uh no it's it's scary. Uh, and like, hopefully he figures out how to stretch. What do you think about the move of calling up Peraza? I think they're fucking with him the same way they fucked with Andujar and Clint, and it's not going to work. Like they're going to call him up for three days, then they're going to send him back down when Donaldson's up. Like he probably won't even play in any of these three games. I don't like the way they're handling him. He's a top prospect, and they're treating him like a I don't know utility journeyman. What do you think? Yeah, like he just does. He doesn't fill. Like he doesn't help the team right now because he can't play the outfield. And I don't think you're gonna. I mean, maybe they'll throw him in a D at a DH at some point. But like he hasn't. I mean, last year, yeah, he hit 300 in you know 50 at bats. But 
He had a rough spring training. He's been playing well in AAA, I believe. But, yeah, it just seemed like a weird move to uh, bring a guy up who, like, is clearly a part of your future or you've got to move on from him soon and not give him at-bats. Like, he's, just, he's not playing. Exactly. Well, I think they just outfield wise, they just don't have the bodies right now. I mean, D- Dominguez would be the only guy I can think of. Obviously, that's that's a moot point. He's not coming up. I mean, they already have Oswaldo Cabrera, who's an infielder playing the outfield. I, I think they just they tried IKF in the outfield. They just they just don't have the bodies. I feel like that's why they're doing it with Peraza. But I, I'm worried that they're going to, you know, yank him around back and forth, tank his value. And just like he, Cashman's done with a lot of our prospects. Yeah, like I don't trust Cashman to to manage this at all. Like, I don't know. Part of me was like, why don't you just bring Florial back up? Like, because at least he's an outfielder. Yes. And then like, what, if you got to cut him again, you cut him again. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah, nobody's ex- exactly. No, nobody's. <laughs> I think like, you know, I, yeah, there's something to be said about being around the team and, and stuff like that. But unless Tuesday's lineup comes out and Peraza's starting at third base, like, I don't even know like everywhere Peraza plays. Like, can he play third base? You can't take Volpe out. Has. You can't take Volpe out of shortstop. No. Yeah, no. He's he played. Peraza played three games at second base already this year. Besides that, he's only ever played shortstop. Yeah. Um, and third, that's not that's not the it's not like going from short to second. Like going yeah. from short to third, it's a quicker reaction time. So you you can't just assume that somebody can do so that. So maybe he'll get to play a little bit of second base and Glaber's going to DH? Get a day. I, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play at all, to be honest. It's, it's what? Because it's only one game. I think Donaldson's back Wednesday. So I think he's only going to be up for Tuesday. So, yeah, I get Like, maybe that's what it is. DJ at third, but Glaber DH, put Peraza at second, and then put him on a fucking bus. Sucks. I hope I hope that Donaldson comes back and just sucks and they they cut bait. Um, I'm worried that they're going to use this like, you know, he's going to come back, go three for 26. And they'll be like, oh, he's still getting his sea legs under him, you know, coming off the IL stint. Like, can't you just see that? Yeah. Oh, no, no. I mean, it's going to it's not what you want. It's not what you want at all. And like it's frustrating because, again, it was like it's already been so many injuries. And that's one of the most frustrating thing to be about being a baseball fan is like, you also have to remember like it is, uh, you know, it's 10 football seasons. Like one week is really tough to just like get down on because with so many playoff spots too, obviously I want to win the division. I, you know, eventually the Rays did have to play a major league baseball team and that caught up with them. Um, but you want to, um, you know, you want to win as many games as you can so that you don't have to make a push at the end of the season. But if we're still sitting in, you know, you know, we're in second place right now. If we're still sitting in second place, even though we're tied with the Blue Jays and we're within, you know, five games come the middle of the season, like we're still in good shape. We are. And they haven't gotten off to a to a bad start. The the play on the field's actually been fine. It's more concerning of like there's going to come the bill's going to come due and these injuries are going to exactly. catch up to them. It's, it's exactly. just a matter of time. Yeah. Like. Like I said, if you told me all these injuries and that we'd be sitting here at 10 and six, having not lost a series yet, I'd take it. You know, I mean, we're playing hundred win baseball. Mm -hmm. But 
you do know like the other shoe's got to drop at some point. You yeah. know, like is Gl- Glaber's not going to continue to be what he's been? Yeah, uh, no. And they play the Rays, I think, seven times in May. They won't have Stanton for any of those games. You know, it's going to be it's going to be hard. They they have they're going to go to the trap. Uh, obviously, they have the Blue Jays coming up. And uh, so in staying with this injury theme, I, I think combined Luis Severino and Carlos Rodon have thrown five hundred and seventy five bullpens every day. I get updates, live hitters, two up, two down. They're just throwing bullpens. I have no idea what's going on with them. Yeah, I mean. I'm with you. Like, it it seems weird. Like, I thought we would be when we talked a week ago, I thought we would hear like Rodon's going to double A next week. Then we'll sort it out from there. And, you know, if he pitches well, it would just be one rehab start. And I'm like, yeah, just fucking rehab against the Angels. Boone gave an update and was like, I don't know, April 9th or 10th. And I remember looking at the update and I think he'd thrown a second bullpen. And I was like, oh, I might see him when I go on the 22nd. Like he's he's making progress And they're What they're doing is they're announcing, oh, he threw 30 pitches, he threw 35 pitches, but there's no timetable. And that's what's confusing as a fan and no talk of a rehab assignment, like you said. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought a week ago. We'd be like I said, we'd have the rehab assignment. I thought even like more of a path on Seve because like. Sevy, you you don't until they tell you this is where he's going to be. And you kind of know that they told him where he's going to be, because you never know if he's going to remember where he's got to be um, that you can't put anything in it. So, like, I don't even really think about those guys. I know. It's just I, like it's Cole, it's Nestor and it's prey. And it's like, all right. So, like, first two times through Brito is great. Now he stinks. Herman strikes out a career high like. It really is like it's a coin flip what we're going to get on these other starts. The Brito thing is scary because he won his first two games. If he keeps pitching like he did on that Thursday night debacle, like this is going to get ugly quickly. Like I almost started to pencil him in as, oh, Brito's going tonight. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then Thursday was kind of like a reminder, like, ooh. Yeah, it got I mean, that was (laughs) I probably saw like four pitches of that game. And I think I tweeted this like for anybody that goes to games, you know, regularly or semi regularly, like you're watching a game like that. And all you can think is, thank God I didn't trek up there for that yeah. one. Like oh, that's yeah, all that yeah, was yeah. going through my yeah. head. And that's even like, you know, there are families who like wh- whether it's a Thursday or it's a, you know, Saturday families who are like, you know, they maybe get to one game a year. Or like not even just families, like people in general make to one game a year. Right. Two we take it for granted. I take it for granted. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Imagine you went to that fucking stinker. You're sitting there on a <sighs> Thursday night and just like, oh, this is over in the first inning. Seven fifteen. It's over. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Uh, yeah. No, that was brutal. And then Friday. So all week. So I went to opening day and then I went April 8th in Baltimore. And I obviously I, I wanted to go Friday against the twins but i was like you know what i gotta save some bullets here like got a kid now let's pick my spot yeah. but i was looking at the forecast i was like nestor's pitching like it's gonna be awesome volpe leads off the game with a homer then judge homers i'm like fuck they're gonna win 12 nothing like i should have went and then i was stunned when clay holmes just you know got correa and i hated glaber helping correa up that that fucking sucked dude yeah well that's you know everyone makes too much money they're all friends he is the probably the biggest maybe the biggest yankee villain in the league right now. And maybe I guess Altuve's one. Correa's might be number two. He should talk Jeter. He You've got Altuve, you've teams. got Correa. Vlad Jr.'s trying to get yes, there. He's trying. 
The Blue Jays are trying too hard, though. It's always like, easier when they're in the division to like to hate them. Yeah. Um, but I, I hated that. You want to help up a random guy on the fucking twin or not, not the twins on the, I don't know, national league team or whatever. Fine. You don't help up Carlos Correa. I, I didn't need to see that. Like we've kind of lucked out that like Randy or Rosaria doesn't like talk more shit. Cause yeah, like he, he could become us. a killer. Yeah. He owns us too. And like, he's a spiteful motherfucker. Yeah, him and Nestor were like chopping it up at one, I think last year. Some people got upset about that. Really? I didn't remember that. I just know like I loved like obviously he's Cuban and then I wasn't really paying a lot of attention and I saw him in the World Baseball Classic playing for Mexico and I was like, What the fuck it like I was so oh, yeah, confused. Right, right. Until like the announcer said, like, yeah, like when he fled Cuba, he went to Mexico. And so he said to Mexico, like, I hate Cuba so much. Put me on your roster. Give me citizenship. Put me on your roster. Let's beat these guys. It's kind of badass. It is. It is. Like, I don't hate that at all. Like, good for him. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, now thought about going Friday. Are you going to go Saturday or? So I thought about going Saturday that just passed. Like, yes, yes. You know, we were because uh, we we're supposed to do flowers. It would go see, see tulips. Yeah. And yep. that got pushed to Sunday. So I was like, oh, maybe. And I decided not to. And my kid has been she just threw up in the middle of the day Saturday. And as of an hour ago, still throwing up. So we'll see. It's one of those things like where I would just sneak away with my oldest. So like there's a chance. I don't know. I got to see how this week plays out. I've had kids thrown up in my house since Wednesday. It makes it tougher. And you, you could sneak out even you could make that decision saturday at 9 a.m yeah wanted to yeah it's the thing yeah i could just wake up and be like hey we just let's just get breakfast in her and then i'll just take her you know so we'll see i do need to get to a game like it is starting to weigh on me that i haven't been to a game and like there is a part of me that's like like i want to go with my kid but like that's also not exactly what i'm like looking for yes no i i know exactly what you mean yeah like love her very much but like still a little, you know, I'd, I'd like to go and have a bunch of beers. The FOMO hits hard. Like if I'm considering going to a game or think about it and I can't swing it or don't go and they, there's some great win or they walk off or they win seven, nothing. There's I'm happy that they win, but there's definitely a part of me that's like a little bit bitter about it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And then I've also got the weird thing. Like I don't really drink that much anymore. Um like it's very rare that I drink, but if I go there, I know it's just like Frank the Tank. Like I'm <laughs> fucking, I'm back. And you know we they've got the um, Memorial Day weekend Bronx Pinstripes doing something on the yeah. Saturday. Let's talk. Let's yeah. Can we uh let's promote that a little bit? Yeah, I don't know how they're like promoting. I don't think I'm gonna be there. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be in Arizona Monday to late Thursday for work. And then I'm going to come back and be like, oh, babe, by the way, you've had the girls all week. I'm going to leave. That is a tough look. Yeah. And like I'm going to get fucking hammered. So it's like I'm not just going to even just drive and come back. Like I got to go to Billy's. What if you guys both go and in-laws? It's a day. It's a matinee. Those are easier with in-law watching. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we're also like we're having her whole family over the day after Mm -hmm. like that Sunday. So like it's not totally dead, but. We'll you see. always you know, talk about too about saving your bullets for like October. Yeah, but that you may, know. dude, May Memorial Day against the Padres, like that is going to be a fun series. Machado, Bogarts, yeah, Soto, well, like that's going to be electric. 
Yeah, no, I, it, it definitely would be fun. I love, you know, and, but it's also like, do I want to say, there's not really a huge difference between watch your grandkids during the day and we're going to like come back and get them like, cause we're not, cause we're not going to be able to drive. Oh, right, right. So that's true. Then it's like, well, then I just want like a full, a full trip with my wife. So I'll pick a different Saturday and get a hotel. That makes sense. I know we got to jump off soon, but I did want to talk about, so the beer thing. Um, yeah. the, the Yankees are selling through the seventh inning. Every team has its own discretion. People are making a really big deal of this. Philly's pitcher has been like really vocal about it. I texted his agent right after that. Really? All right. Well, you, all right. Just tell me the story. He's just like, yeah, no, he, he doesn't like the pitch clock. Like it's, imp, it's impacting him and his performance. So he's shitty about it. <laughs> like, which like so makes he's sense. Comp- so what, but like, oh, so he's then that he's using that to like, if I talk have to pitch faster, the team should lose beer money. Wow. Okay. That's funny. I mean, to me, I just think like, I, what do you think? Ballpark 75, 80% of people going to Yankee games are taking the train anyway. Like it really doesn't. Yeah. Really doesn't. Affect like I understand us. from a liability, you're still like a, a, you know, a bad car accident away from getting some blame. So everyone just got to like behave themselves and like monitor their intake. Like everyone's got to be adults. Um, and yeah, I mean, a lot of it, I don't even think it really, I, I can't think of like baseball instances that happened. I remember like the old giant stadium. That's where it started because it was just like chicks, like showing their tits. Going yeah. Down the whole, yeah. Like, yeah. That was a big it was thing, a lot of people yeah. being like, yo, everybody's hammered. Like everybody's so drunk here. And just yeah. driving home. But I mean, it's dude, it's I mean, I think it's cool as a guy that mostly takes the train and, you know, they're serving through the seventh inning. And and obviously the owners weren't going to sacrifice money. You knew like we, yeah, we all millions and millions that. of dollars. Yeah. Like <laughs> millions and millions. Like what do they charge for a beer now? Ten bucks, twelve 14. bucks. They're $14. tall boys, but like 14. Yeah, 13. And, and that's costing them like 50 cents. So you assume like Disgusting. how many beers they're going to get times 13 and it's just like, yeah, you're losing, you know, are you selling a thousand beers in that like last rush? It's thirteen thousand dollars. You're probably selling more beers than that. It does create urgency, too, because when I see like in my internal clock, I'm like, oh, it's almost last call. Even if I like don't necessarily need another beer, yeah, you'll load up. this is my last chance. Like, <laughs> yeah. So like, let's just say, I mean, it's if they are only selling a thousand beers in the time that they've lost which has got to be way more than that they'd be losing a million dollars they're losing a million dollars throughout the season for every thousand beers and it's not like they make up they can't make up for a pregame by opening the doors earlier because at least for us like people are just going to the bars anyway like they're not going to go into the stadium i'm going to drink a ten dollar beer instead of a fourteen (laughs) dollar i mean the ones you know what's funny about billy's every beer is i think it's still nine dollars like Coors Light is the same price as like a craft IPA. I, I think it's hilarious that they do it like that. I think they're just trying to like keep it moving because also like it's easier for people to just give a ten. Yeah. For nine dollars. Oh, like you right. build in the tip, so this way you keep staff. That's smart, man. You could be like a bar consultant or something. There you go. I think about a lot of things. I do I do have to run for everyone. I know we're keeping it short. My kids have been throwing up since Wednesday, so I gotta go be dad. You can follow Nick on Twitter at NKirbyNYY. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx. Nick will be there Saturday. I don't know. Maybe I'll be there Saturday. If not, we'll see you at the parade.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.